Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. Now if any of you sons of bitches got anything else to say, now's the fucking time! You have found it. This is You Have Offended This Podcast. We are the biggest, the baddest, and the best martial arts movie podcast kicking around these parts of the internet. My name is Mike McCarran, and with me, as always, is a man who once fought in a tournament in an Irish castle, Chad Lindsay. How you doing, man? I, I did fight in that tournament. <laughs> you did. And there were no rules. There are no rules. This, uh, I can't fucking believe this movie exists. Dude, like, if you were tr- to try to explain this film to somebody who's not seen it, do you remember that scene in Anchorman at the very end where Burgundy is on the ladder coming out of the bear cage and Wes Mantooth <laughs> grabs the ladder yep. and you think he's going to push him in? And he says, I straight hate you, Ron Burgundy, <laughs> but God damn it, do I respect you. Yep. That is exactly how I feel about this film. That because is this movie. Yep. That is this movie in a complete nutshell. And we'll kind of get into the backstory of the film, which is actually way better than the actual film. Well, that wouldn't take much. Well, like, that's actually incredibly true. But <laughs> we wanted to, uh, a couple of weeks ago, like our, our downloads were skyrocketing in Ireland. So we said, hey, I wonder if there's any martial arts films that were made in Ireland. And we looked it up and we found this one. And it is crazy. Fatal Deviation. Fatal Deviation. The one and only, to my knowledge, Irish martial arts movie. And we are doing it for you, our Irish fans, and everybody else who has not yet seen this movie. Because holy shitballs, do you have to see this movie. You said it. Like, it's it's awful. It's, le- it's legitimately one of the worst movies probably ever made. But... And it's a huge but. You have to respect the shit out of the people that made it, particularly James Bennett, the guy who's the main the main star. And his career since then is fucking astonishing. But here's a guy in the 90s, you know, good-looking guy, great shape, martial artist, and he says, I want to go to Hollywood, and I want to work in the film industry as a martial artist. And I'm going to take my zero dollars and I'm going to write, direct, and star in my own movie as a demo reel so I can meet Jean-Claude Van Damme and become his friend. And this guy fucking does and then did exactly that. Like, it is an awesome story. And you can't help but respect everything that this guy does. And making a complete dog shit movie with his friends and family on zero budget and has has worked with some of the biggest names in martial arts films, people whose films we review on this podcast. Yeah. And he did it with nothing but his huge, huge testicles. <laughs> That's a true story, man. I'm telling you. It's like... <sighs> Remember that scene in Fight Club when, when Tyler Durden 
takes the narrator into the the quick stop, and he he tells the narrator go around back, and he goes around back, and Tyler Durden brings the this, this clerk out into the back alley. Raymond Raymond K. Hessel. Raymond K. Hessel and kneels him down and puts a gun to the back of his head and says, Raymond K. Hessel, what do you want to do with your life? And he's like, I'm a, a veterinarian. And he's like, yeah, veterinarian. You have to go to school for that. Yeah, schooling, lots of school, too much time. Yeah, yeah, too much time. Would you rather be dead? And Raymond K. Hessel's like, no. Yeah. And the narrator's freaking out. And Tyler Durden says, I have your driver's license. I know where you live. If you're not on your way in two weeks to becoming a veterinarian, I'm going to kill you. That's what this fucking guy did. James Bennett said, I would rather be doing martial arts in movies than fucking anything else. And it's like Tyler Durden told him he was going to fucking kill him in two weeks if he didn't do it. Yes, he said, yeah, yeah. I'm going to come back in six weeks, and if you haven't made a martial arts film, I'm going to kill you. That's actually a great analogy. You have six fucking weeks. I don't have any money. I don't have a camcorder. I'm coming back in six weeks. Would you rather be dead? on your way to being a Hollywood. Yeah, I will fucking kill you, James Bennett. So, yeah, I think that's an excellent... I think this is an excellent analogy that he Raymond K. Hesseled himself and actually made... A film. And the whole while you're watching the film, like, again, you're like, man, this is complete garbage. But the entire time, you're also like, you got to give this dude a lot of fucking respect for doing what he did. And it's it's amazing. Like, it's amazing. This film, I laugh my ass off. And there's stunts that miss. The camera works shoddy. It's Everything misses. shot on, like, a fucking Sony like I think this was shot in like high eight, not even in digital eight. Like it's it's actually like like a dad used that camera the month prior to film a pageant at yes. the school with that camera. <laughs> yes. Like this is this is what it is. There's there's no lighting, there's no audio work, there's 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 nothing. Nothing but a guy with a goddamn dream and he does it and you know, I was reading an interview with him, and he was like, "Yeah, Jean Claude and I are good friends." And I'm yeah. like, "Jesus, man!" Like, they fucking hang out. He's been in four off. Van Damme movies now, four. Yeah, and he's been yeah. in a cigar this guy's movie. The shit. And he's worked with Don Wilson and Michael Kissy, and he's in the new fucking Scott Adkins movie called Seized. He's in the new Fast and Furious. Like the motherfucker did it. He, you know, goal achieved. Yeah, mad respect. Mad respect to this. Mad dude. respect. This film, this film is hard to find, but can I just, can I just read, can I just read a few comments? Please. I'm going to take a moment. Uh, Alan Riley, seven years ago, said, if there was an Oscar category for best martial arts film set in trim in 1998, starring James Bennett, it would have won, dot, 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 probably. Um Probably. Maybe. Not for sure. It's not a lock. (laughs) Like, you know, oh my God, pure gold, it says here. (laughs) It's, it's like people, people are loving this. Like, you know, his dream came true. He's been in films with Van Damme, Steven Seagal. There's a fatal deviation too in the pipeline. I seriously doubt that. I don't think that's Um, happening, but go, go on. (laughs) It's, it's, it's. So, like, and there's actually a quote from the movie. You made me look bad. That's not good. Like, that's an actual line from this film. <laughs> this so, movie has anyway some of the craziest shit I've ever seen. It's got the one of the weirdest endings I've ever seen. 
Yeah. I, I, I don't even know what to say about it. Like, it's fucking astonishing. It really is. Like, it really, really is. Like, there's some... Listen, and you can, you know, say what you want. Oh, the lighting shit, the camera shit, and all that stuff. There are some moments in this that are really bright spots, and you're like, shit, this guy can fucking do some good moves. Like, yeah. This, oh, yeah. This is basically James Bennett remaking an Irish version of Kickboxer. Yes. Right? Yes, and, it is. Yeah. And in instead of him going off and and meeting a teacher, he's got this he's got this goddamn monk with this long gray beard and this like habit and his his beard is stained with like nicotine and coffee, <laughs> even though he's supposed to be this pure pure monk. <laughs> like, looks- you know, this guy has been just hauling on the darts for like <laughs> fucking 50 years like the guy's been smoking since he was six and working in a coal mine and he's he's done up like a monk in this it's amazing man it's amazing i'm totally pumped to do this man like i really i, I want to watch this again yeah let's get into it then we always want to thank our patrons thank you so much mike and mike you guys rule if you would like to become a patron, please go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. There you will find five different levels that you can support us at starting at just $5 a month. $5 a month will get you the entire podcast on Sunday night ahead of everybody else. You can listen to it in one shot without having to wait for these five different sections. If you don't want a recurring bill from Patreon, you can go to our homepage, which is offendedpodcast.com. And there, if you want to, you can buy a piece of merch or something. We have jackets and hats and mugs and fanny packs and all kinds of cool stuff you can pick from. So you can rep your favorite podcast and we can keep the lights on over here. Please also check us out on our social media. On Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. Just search for You Have Offended This Podcast. You'll find all our stuff there. We'll give you hints and uh, let you know on what's coming up next, uh, any changes we've had to make to the lineup. You can interact with us there. Let us know your favorite martial arts movies, things you'd like to see in upcoming seasons, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that, scenes, all that jazz. We'd love to hear from you. All right, man. So this movie starts off with this crazy copyright warning. I heard if you get this on like DVD, it comes with this insane warning of like, if you copy this, it'll like wreck your machine and... (laughs) All that stupid shit. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, completely That's made up awesome. shit. It's fucking awesome. So, yeah, we get the the little Rising Sun production company, which we will get to it later, but one of the producers makes a uh, cameo, I'm going to call it, in the film. But Yeah, if you can call, call that, a, if, that a cameo. If you can but... call that. <laughs> oh. But seriously, seriously, I had, I had so much fun watching this. Again, when we're talking about the martial arts film genre, like, you've got so many things. Like, you've got big, epic films with hundreds and hundreds of extras, and everything is well cared for, and you're just like, wow, I really appreciate the sets and the designs and the costumes. And then, you know, we just did Morantau, and we're like, man, I really appreciated the time that they spent on those fight scenes. They actually had a fight scene that they took, like, a month to film. Yep. Um. So, so many of those aspects. But then when you get, like... A complete fucking turd like this and i say that with respect <laughs> with love and respect um, yeah i had like i had a lot of fun like i really enjoyed like i really really enjoyed watching this film like i had a really good time the story's weird the camera work is weird james bennett's fucking outfits are weird somebody <laughs> made a comment like why is he walking like he's always shitting his pants like it's it's a 
funny movie, but it does have a lot of heart. And I really did. I really did enjoy watching it, man. Yeah. Like the opening is so fucking Lord of the Rings because it's just him walking for like a full minute. It's it's Lord of the Rings, but it's also and this is something our slightly older Canadian listeners might relate to. It reminds me of the opening of The Littlest Hobo. The The Littlest Hobo. Yeah. He's like walking somewhat sideways down the street forever. With this weirdly yes. fitting song behind him. When you feel like giving up. Like, yeah. what is happening? Like, yep. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and there's and, no explanation, you know, really. He just takes the picture off the wall of his apartment. Like, oh, I've got to go, you know, defend my dad or whatever. Because his dad got killed. And he's just, wa- he's literally just walking with this song down the street. Yeah, I, and I'll make another Canadian reference, too, because he's wearing, like, an oversized 90s jacket. Like, sure he got it is. from Stitchers. Yep. Do you remember that store, store Stitchers, oh, yeah. that sold the oversized cheap leather jackets? <laughs> well, he's yep. rocking one of those. He sure is. And he walks to what is, a, like, I think it's his dad's former home slash training compound. Yeah. And he walks, like, directly towards camera, and he stops. And <laughs> it's a small house, but he does this whole like rolling of his eyes like he's looking at the like he's looking at the house in its entirety like oh my god <laughs> and the camera cuts and he's fucking standing completely still yeah and then you can tell that the director said action and he started to walk because he's just (laughs) he's just like you know they always say in film editing like hey you should always arrive to the scene late and you should leave the scene early this motherfucker is arriving really early so early that the director hasn't said take yet it's amazing (laughs) yeah this is uh, like it's it's hard to honestly know what to what to say about this as we go because again, the whole the first time I watched this, I think I've watched this three times now, sort of prepping for this, and the first time I watched it, the the first I don't know forty minutes, half an hour, forty minutes, my mouth was agape, and I was like, yeah. what in the fuck am I watching? Like, what is happening? I legitimately didn't know what I was watching. Like, is this supposed to be like this? Is this a joke? This is not a joke. What is going on? But his, like... <laughs> his dad's place, like, it, like, okay, he's got no budget, so I understand. It's a complete shithole. Like, his dad is supposed to be some, like, monk-type martial artist, but he goes into the house, and I think, it looks like it's an abandoned house, dude. Oh, like, that's is. what it looks like. It's that 100% they basically abandoned said, Okay, house. we're gonna shoot, we're gonna shoot in this abandoned house. So he goes into his dad's like so-called home and it's just fucking falling apart and there's like a buddha statue on the floor like he would have got from like swisha gardens or one of those fucking restaurants <laughs> that you put yeah. the straw in the fucking belly of the buddha or the hotai or whatever and he just like picks this piece of shit off dusts it off puts it on the shelf and he's basically cleaning his dad's house and then we cut to oh my uh, lord a supermarket <laughs> where there's a bunch of little kids uh, running around acting foolish, uh, played by adults. I was just so, going to say, yeah, they're, like, <laughs> they're, they're not kids. They're, they're like forty-year-old yeah, yeah. men acting like fucking assholes, like stealing yeah, carts yeah, from no. even <laughs> older people. 
Yeah, yeah, they're like they're like forty year old dudes, and they're like running around throwing eggs at each other, and like like what you'd expect like a like a millennial YouTube pranker to be doing, like in filming. But these are just two arsehole men that are running around and stealing fucking bagels and giggling, like looking at each other, like <laughs> we're totally stealing yoo-hoo's and bagels, like exactly what you would expect like a couple of ten year olds to be doing. Yeah. But they're fully grown man and one of them is like fucking six foot seven or six foot eight like <laughs> and this the other guy could five hunt one. with a rake yeah <laughs> and he is he is he is running around like ducking behind little displays and stuff and it's uh it's pretty funny and then you could see like there's a stack of like toilet paper or something in, in a display and you're like oh well i know that somebody's going through that fucking shit because it's so obviously set up and, <laughs> and he's these guys start hassling like the woman at the shop and then James Bennett then, comes up and he's like, Oh, so you like to hassle women, do you? Bam bam and kicks the shit. Pretty tough hassling the woman at the shop, yes. are you? It's awesome. knees him through the entire big whatever it is, paper towel display, and then holds his foot up in a sidekick to the face of the tall guy. Yeah. And he's like, Boo boo and he just runs away. Yeah, very Van Dam. Like very Van Dam. Very, very Van Dam. Like right out of blood sport. Like, he, you know, throws the kick up and just holds it right there, so. And then he just walks away. Like, he doesn't say anything yeah, to he, the girl. He he angrily stomps away. Like, he, <laughs> yeah. he angrily stomps off. Like, he's walking like like he's got a big fat man's legs and he doesn't want his legs to chafe, so he, he spreads. Yeah, it's. Like, he's, he's really spready. He's really doing a spready as he walks. It's do, you awesome. remember, do you remember guys in high school that used to have, we used to call it ILS? invisible lat syndrome yes where they'd walk with their arms all spread out even though they didn't have lats at all yes trying to look big he's got like iq west like invisible quad syndrome or something where he's trying yeah, to like, like... His, <laughs> his legs are massive and i mean i know it's the style and his pants are hiked up like his pants are like nut hugging yeah um and, and his shoulders are slumped so i mean this guy obviously goes on to 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 do well in the industry so uh again like so much respect for this guy, but this this movie is so goddamn hilarious for just the way that he's shot and framed. He looks he looks like a mook uh, throughout the first <laughs> half of this movie. And I love the cut to the our main gangster of the film, who is yeah ninety seven years old, I would say yeah, and he creeps yeah. up behind somewhere in his late hundreds, late hundreds, <laughs> and he sneaks up behind this guy who's just sitting there. An old gangster puts the gun against this thug's head and says, I don't pay you to sit around with your fingers up your arts, or whatever he says. <laughs> yeah. And the guy's like, sorry, boss, sorry, boss. And he takes the gun, and he fucks off yeah. with it, and that's the end of the scene. Like, that's the whole scene. <laughs> that is the scene. Old man points gun to his head, <laughs> says the word arse, because, you know. Because it's hilarious. It's Irish, and it is so funny. And then, uh, yeah, that's the end of the scene. Yep. And then we get... James Bennett walking, having a flashback of him as a kid walking. So, yep. again, we're back to the Lord of the Rings. There's a whole lot of walking. Inception. It's inception level walking. Yes. And yes. he's going back and he gets his little flash with his dad here. We get a bunch of these through the movie where yeah. him and his dad are flashing back to training. And yes. the training leads to the, the death scene of his dad. Spoiler alert. At the hands of elderly gangster we just saw yeah with for some reason a goddamn samurai sword like why wouldn't he shoot him i 
it's got to be a martial arts thing, I guess. I don't fucking know, but man. But nice little training thing. He's got uh, Bennett Ireland on his Kempo jacket or Kempo gi there. And he's looking back at his dad's old Kempo gi and he's going to train in it, I assume. so. But now we get the cut to the girl from the supermarket who is our main female love interest in the film. And a couple of other ladies talking about uh, Bennett's back in town and what's going on, what's he want, blah, blah, blah. And main love interest girl is also kind of spying on Bennett. But she spends... The, the fact that they hang on shots for too long yeah. kills me every single time it happens. Because it, it always reminds me of the time where in Austin Powers where they just laughed until they couldn't laugh anymore. And then like... <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Okay. wiping the wiping the little tears from the corner of their eyes uh, as they just kind of wind down this part cracks me up though because main female love interest is being wooed or has been dating one of these gangsters named mikey so these guys roll up on this main love interest girl and they start to try and get her to go and see mikey and she's like no i don't want to go with you fuck off but then bennett rolls up and it's the funniest shit because there's a there's a, like a little stone wall there that's at about, I don't know, mid-thigh level. And Bennett kicks this one dude into the wall and he sits on it. And then Bennett grabs his leg and like flips him backwards. Yes. And you hear the guy, you hear the guy who goes over and go, ah, ah. Like you hear him when he's over the wall. Yeah. Get this extra little yell like yes. he's actually yes. hurt. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing, yeah. dude. It makes me laugh every time yeah. I see it. <laughs> yeah, because he goes over, but I think on the outtakes at the end of the film and the credit, you can actually see that he was hurt. He was, like, yeah. He's not. He I'm not doing that again. This little wall. Not doing and, that. Uh, not doing another take. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the love interest, her name is Barbie, I believe. Barbie. Okay. So Barbie. Uh, so it's Jimmy and Barbie. Jimmy and Barbie. Okay. So Jimmy kicks the ass out of the other guy, and then him and Barbie leave. In an extremely awkward exchange, he's like, well, I'll see you later then, and off he walks. Yeah. Completely leaves her alone. And then we cut to the old man, the old gangster, with the two thugs that just got their asses kicked walking in. And the entry to this scene is awesome because the two thugs walk in, but they come into a phone conversation with the old man, and he's just going, okay, okay. And then he hangs up. Yeah. <laughs> but then he, yeah. he gives the exposition of... Wouldn't it be ironic of having the son of the man that I killed work for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually really good. He's like, yeah, could you imagine the son of the man I killed would come work for me? <laughs> oh, yes. It's awesome. Go ask him and see if he'll go ask him and see if he'll work for us boys. Or something to that effect. Then we get we get uh, Jimmy working out in the uh in the barn with his spaghetti strap tank top from world gym he's and, pretty fucking like, ripped listen dude is ripped and he knows how to he knows the van damme lighting scenario he knows the van damme splits between chairs too he's doing the splits between chairs he's again he's he's making irish kickboxer here and yeah. you know why the fuck not kickboxer kicks ass like why right? wouldn't you copy something awesome like kickboxer so and but listen, he's he's got a he's got a body like van damme man like he's fucking shredded he is. He knows that Van Damme got his job by kicking over Menaheim Golan's head or whatever it was. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he knows. So show up yeah. and do the same thing. Make Put a movie with all your shit in it. Although this is weird because Barbie shows up 
knocks on the door and she walks in and goes, Hey, I just wanted to bring you up high. And he's like, Oh, thanks. Okay. I've got yeah. to go. Uh, will I see you again? I don't know. Will you? And then she fucks off. Like it's the weirdest, yeah, shortest but... zero chemistry scene I've and, ever seen. <laughs> and the, and the camera hangs on him like way too fucking long. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. she's gone and he doesn't like, dude, he doesn't move. No, like she hands him the pie. He's holding the pie in his hand. She turns and leaves. Right now we're showing her outside. We cut back to Bennett. He's still in the same position, holding the pie with his <laughs> eyes locked where they were. It's it's fucked. It's so funny. He it's runs out after her. Fuck. And then when he turns around and comes yes. back, two thugs are in his home. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. we've got yeah, somebody want to see ya. And he's like, oh yeah? Who? Yeah. Mr. Lachlan. And they pull out a gun and they take him to go see old man Lachlan, the, the crime lord. Old Man Lachlan. It's such a Scooby-Doo fucking name for a villain. But... <laughs> it's so funny. It's like you're going to pull off his old man mask and it's Colin Farrell. What? Like, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? That'd be amazing. But uh, they take Jimmy here to go see Old Man Lachlan and he's like, why don't you work for me? And Jimmy's like, I don't know. Why? Why should I? Well, I want you to. <laughs> Yeah, and I think he says, "All right, give." I think he just like softly says, "Give me a day to think about it, will you?" And then, you know, they they walk him out the they walk him out the uh, room into the hallway where he has you know a few words with the uh, thugs with that brought him there. But yeah, it's just you know, has, it's it's it, an all right scene. He has a few scenes with Mikey now. Mikey is I'm going to go out and say Mikey's the best actor in the film. Okay, yeah, let's say that. Because like, Mikey is actually know, Mikey Graham, who was a member of the boy band Boyzone in Ireland. So he had had some experience being out, being on a stage, being in front of a bunch of people. You can tell he's relaxed in front of a yes. camera. Yes. He's the he's the only one in this movie that actually looks like he's knows what he's doing somewhat somewhat comfortable when someone's holding a family handy cam in their face. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, I'm saying, I mean, that's a action. But that's, that's an accurate way to put it. But yeah, like, um, listen, like James Bennett is incredibly stiff in this film, like awkwardly stiff. He is probably the most uncomfortable person yes. on camera in this film. And, you know, and that's okay. Like, again, I, 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 I say that just to try to be somewhat just honest. That's just honesty measured and honest in, in, in my critique of this, because I am fucking blown away that this guy actually, you know, made it into Hollywood and, and worked with some of the biggest actors. Cause, cause he's got the huge nuts on him. Um, yeah. yeah. Like this is, this is pretty, this is pretty awkward acting for him. Um, well, yeah. In, in his first, in his first role. Yes, it is. And I mean, I think, you know, like when I called you and said, hey, man, do you want to do a podcast? And you said, yes, but the condition is we're doing one and we're releasing it right now. Like, yes, ASAP. And we both knew it's going to yes. suck. We both knew it was going to eat shit. Just do it and get, get better at it as we go. This is him doing that in movies. Like, he knows this was going to suck. Right? This was yeah, his, like, I'm putting this out there. Somebody's going to see it. And then I'm going to go from there. Is it going to be a laughing no, stock? You're... Probably. But I don't fucking care. Yeah, and that was the thing because, you know, 90% of the people 
will talk about it, right? Like 90, oh fuck, yep. 99% of the people will talk about it. We yep. should make a movie. We should do a podcast. We should do this. And that was when you called me and I was like, yeah, like the condition is we fucking start recording and we release one tomorrow. Yep. But we don't know how to do it. We don't know the software. Doesn't matter. Like the number one thing about getting somebody to, to when you have a podcast is to get somebody to fucking listen to it. So yeah. listen, our first one, no one's going to listen to it. So it can suck. Yeah. And yeah. <clears throat> Like this is a, that's a great parallel to this because this guy just fucking went for it, man. Yep. And again, like his acting is wooden, but um, you know he he got this in front of people and yep. uh, got his shot. Like so, fucking good for him. And people saw the potential of it, and off they went. Now I will say, in the scene that we cut to where they're fucking around at the fair, and yes, you know they they shoot the bumper cars for like five minutes. <laughs> He is yes. he is very relaxed and having very much a clear amount of fun when he's in those bumper cars. I wonder I I wonder if he actually filmed this movie in order of the script and then like as the movie went on he was it was like later scenes and he was more comfortable. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, on a movie set, they're like, okay, this is a classroom. And you know, there's five scenes that take place in the classroom. They shoot all the classroom scenes, yeah. you know, and then they move to the next location. So they shoot the script out of order. Yeah. I wonder if he get more and more comfortable as, as he kind of made this film. Cause his, his acting does change throughout the film. I wonder if they actually shot it chronologically. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe hard to say. We cut to this scene where he's doing the kata on the hill at sunset or sunrise. Yeah. And I'm I'm torn because I know he's trying to do the Van Damme thing. Yes. But all I could think of was Sailor from Uncommon Valor. Sailor doing, yeah. Doing Sailor his from Uncommon Valor. Fucking yeah. grenade non-kata. That's all I could yes, think yes, of. Because yes. it's, I'm like, I'm not used to Kempo Karate. Like, he's a Kempo guy. And I'm not used right. to that. I assume that that is a Kempo form, but I don't know. And it's very, the movements to me look odd, but maybe that's, that's, I'm going to, I'm going to chalk that up to my ignorance. Well, I mean, you put that against, you know, like the perfect weapon, Jeff Speakman doing his kata, his Kempo kata to uh, snap the power Yes, at the beginning. Right. And that, that looked, um, you know, like from, from, you know, what you typically see from, katas or even fake katas a lot of times in martial arts films they just fucking make stuff up that they think it's going to look good on camera so and again like he's out at sunset like those home cameras don't have any dynamic range it's quite difficult to see yeah but that's not his fault the guy doesn't have any lighting like you know that's not his fault like he's got no lighting kit he's got no director of photography like you know this is him and his friends and family so yeah you know for what this is it's fucking actually really good like if you think about it for what this is this is just like people who aren't actors making a martial arts film with with no budget so yeah um you know it's it's got some it's got some good points we got to think about that like we we we're coming off of now new york ninja which was madness and then before that, we came off Marantau. And we called Marantau a low-budget movie, which it was, yeah. right? Marantau had yes, whatever it was, a million million dollars, maybe two million. This is literally zero. Like, yeah, this is zero. Like, this is zero. I'll take the zero. Like, this is nothing. Yeah, yeah. This is, <laughs> this is zero. But I swear to God, like, when James <laughs> and Barbie, they, they go to this fucking castle yes. because... <laughs> 
James was invited to the underground, the VLT underground tournament, tournament or whatever. And they walk up to this castle, and there is a fucking monk with a hoe and a habit. And they're looking at him and they're like, what the fuck is this? And then they cut and a monk yes. pops up behind him. Yes. And I'm pretty sure it's the same fucking monk. I'm, I'm like, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure it's the same fucking actor. Yeah. And then they cut back and he's still hoeing and he's also behind them. Um, it's fucking hilarious. And, and dude, James Bennett's reaction yes. is so like, it's so like, it's such bad acting, man. Like it's worse. <laughs> It's worse than like a high school, like stage play coffee house acting. It's really bad, and it's really funny. He's it's like, so funny. when he turns, when he they walk up to the castle, they see the one monk, and they have the shot looking behind them towards the castle, and then they spin the camera one eighty, and there's a monk right behind them, and James yes. Bennett turns around and kind of goes, "Fuck!" Like he doesn't say yeah, that, but that's yeah. his reaction. Yeah. But I wanted to be like, "Fuck!" Because the yeah. guy's right behind him. It's he's like, what he's the fuck? right behind him. It's it's, it's so amazing. funny. It's so funny. But oh. the fucked up thing is, then they cut to the pub. Yes, and James Ben is trying to get into the pub, and there's two guys that are like, "No, you can't get in." And he's like, "Come on, let me in. I'm all right." And they're like, "No, you can't come in." So he does some fucking kempo on them. And he goes in the pub, but the thing that's so weird is the monks from the previous scene <laughs> the are, are in the background <laughs> drinking beer. Yep. <laughs> like, they're literally in, like, like they're Just shooting standing pool. around. They're they're at the pool table, so it's almost like they were just like, right, "Am I in this scene?" <laughs> no, no, you guys aren't in this scene. No, you guys can All right, relax. Well, we're gonna come to the pub. We're gonna come with come to the pub with you and have a couple of beers while you shoot the bar fight scene. Okay, this bar fight scene is Dude, amazing. It's awesome, because they very clearly got permission to shoot in this bar, but they were not allowed to break anything. Yeah, like like. They're they're having this big brawl, and one of the baddies like runs over, picks up James, and starts running across the bar with him. And he's about to slam him onto the pool table. And just before he gets there, he just gently lays him on the pool table, <laughs> just like <laughs> he didn't want to tear the fabric, so he's just like ah, and then he just like mm, just gently lays him on the table like I there's glasses and stuff that they don't want to break is amazing fucking love the next part where the bartender pulls the gun out and james bennett yes. grabs the gun from him and butts him in the nose and the bartender falls back into like a mini fridge that's got all these bottles on top of it yes. and none of the fucking bottles budge because he's not allowed to yes. break them and then he just yes. slowly he collapses to the floor it's fucking amazing yes. Yeah, but I love that so great. Bennett then throws the gun down on the bartender and says, "Fuck you and your gun, you prick," <laughs> and walks yes, away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the best line of the movie, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck you Fuck and your gun, you, you and prick. Your gun, you prick. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Like that's. Oh, it's that's, fucking awesome. That is that is so amazing? Because I mean, like you know, oh. again, we're, we're talking about. I'll just say we're talking about the Irish kickboxer, like. It's so reminiscent of, you know, him him going to the bar and, you know, getting attacked. Like, like he's really copying the kickboxer, you know, kind of storyline in here, which I really like. It's awesome. It's so goddamn funny. And they cut to the scene where uh, Jimmy and Barbie are in the in the uh, his old house there. And she's kind of fixing his eye up. 
And then the doorbell rings, or the door, there's a knock at the door. Jimmy goes over and gets the invitation to the tournament. And the way they shoot it, it's behind Jimmy and Barbie. So when the door opens, you see Jimmy walk to the door and Barbie look out the door and sees the monk standing there. Here's the invitation. Yes. Jimmy walks back. Oh, what's that? Oh, my God, you got an invitation to the tournament. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Such a good thing. She says, where'd you get it? And he says, the monk. And she goes, monk? And I'm like, bitch, yeah. you were looking at him. Like, you were looking. Not 20 like, seconds like, ago. <laughs> you saw yeah, him yeah. at the door. But, but, dude, the monk <laughs> hands him this scroll, right? This rolled up paper. Jimmy opens it, and it's actually like a 1990s um, inkjet printer. Yep. That he printed it out in a calligraphy font. Sure is. Um, <laughs> with with the sides of the scroll printed on the paper like yep. it's clearly not calligraphy it is the cheapest fucking inkjet probably a <laughs> bubble jet fucking printer and it 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 looks like something like a home ec teacher would would send you home to do your pirate homework with it's amazing it's, man it's so i like i love i fucking cracked up oh i was dying and they say i hereby invite you and hereby is two words yeah i'm like yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Spell check, motherfucker. But then we cut now to Bennett working out. He pulls his heavy bag up. And again, the monk just fucking appears out of nowhere and scares the shit out of Bennett again. Yeah. 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 It's it's pretty good. It's goddamn funny, man. And this he, monk just keeps showing up. And it's so funny. And you, this you, monk... You nailed it on the on the head when you said his beard and mustache are all nicotine stained and shit because he's got a gray beard, but it's all yellowed yeah. and shit around his mouth. It's all fucking yellowed around his mouth. It's like it's like it's like one of those like fucking sheep dogs that you know like like that have white yes. fur, but the but the fur right around their mouth has those dog food stains for life. Like it'll never go white again. No, it's it's fucking dope, man. And he just shows up and. Ben is just like, oh, what the fuck? Like this monk keeps popping out, and it's it's amazing every time they do it because it's always just a hard cut. Like it's always a hard cut yep. to the monk, like literally inches from him, and it's amazing. Oh my god, it's so funny. He has smoked five packs a day for the last seventy years. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so goddamn awesome. So the monk shows up and walks away. Bennett changes and follows him. And this is fucking ridiculous because he walks out and finds the monk's little campsite or whatever. And the monk is like meditating and he like waves his hands in front of the monk's face and nothing. So Bennett turns around to leave. And then again, hard cut Bennett turns 180 and the monk's right behind him. And the monk goes, expect the unexpected. (laughs) Yeah, expect the unexpected. But Bennett's reaction is like, it's it's such a, such a stupid, it's it's almost like Monty Python. Like nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. It's like Terry Gilliam level fucking humor, but it's not played for humor. Like this is, this is supposed to be serious. Oh yeah. It's amazing. Oh, it's dead ass serious, but it's that, that's what makes it amazing. You know? Yeah. The thing that makes it so good. The thing that makes Will Ferrell and Ron Burgundy so funny is that he plays it straight as a fucking arrow. Yeah. Like that's why it's hilarious. This is hilarious because he's playing it dead serious. So yeah. God damn dude. It's, it's amazing. He's now sleeping. (laughs) 
he's sleeping at, on the floor of the woods, the floor of the woods, the fucking, by the campfire. And the monk just comes up with a big steel bowl and just splashes his face. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, one of those one of those traditional stainless steel bowls that the monks used in the monasteries but hundreds and hundreds of years ago. then he comes out with the fucking ago. bagpipes, Fucking dude. stainless steel. Yeah, he comes out with the fucking bagpipes. And it's not bagpipe music playing. No. Like it's another Irish instrument. It's like an Irish flute or something like that. And he is doing the worst fucking fingering i have fucking seen since the seventh grade and it is fucking crazy he's playing these bagpipes while james bennett works out it's awesome what is that push-up movie he does where he does a push-up and then kicks the little slice of stump over three in a row i i don't know like is that supposed to be impressive that before i think so i don't know but he's doing push-ups and each time he comes up he kicks a piece of log away and then the monk tai chi he has that the monk's doing tai chi this is right at a kickboxer yeah this is right at a kickboxer and then he comes up behind and he starts trying to do the tai chi the monk can't do tai chi for shit like he's like not doing all. tai chi he's doing yeah he's doing chai tea and uh <laughs> fucking bennett Bennett tries to copy, and uh, then the monk is disappointed. Barbie riding horses, and we yeah, cut to the, the horse. Disappointed, <laughs> and then you know Bennett's out riding horses with Barbie, and they're literally skipping stones. Yep, there's there are some cuts in this movie that I was so confused about. Like this one, there's a scene here where they're skipping stones. And then Barbie picks up this big fucking giant rock and holds it over James's yeah, head yeah. like she's gonna brain him. Yeah, I was yeah. like, is she and gonna just oh, okay. tosses it in, and then she tosses it into the river. Yeah, like they're skipping stones. They're like skip, 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 and then she just picks up this fucking large, <laughs> large rock like a fucking lodestone from Hercules and fucking just pitches it into the river. Kaploosh. and. And then we get the other kickboxer homage. training with the monk. Yeah, he's yeah. holding up those little stump pieces on one leg with a piece balanced on his knee in each hand. And the monk is just kicking the fuck out of him with this stick, just wailing on his stomach. Yeah, yeah, just wailing on him with the fucking twig. It's fucking dope, man. It's like... It's freaking it's funny. crazy. But now this is, this is like credit where credit's due part. Uh, th- he builds himself a little campfire, and then he starts doing some... Uh, some Van Damme style kicks and they're yep. good. Like they're, they are good. Like he very clearly not, idolizes not Van Damme because he, yes, he does. Remember in, in blood sport that like helicopter, I'm swinging my dick around kick. Yes. He does yes. that. And he does, yeah, he the, does the helicopter kick and all that shit. Yeah. And then he does like, you know, five or six kicks in a row. He almost fucking puts his feet down in the fire at one point. Oh but, yeah. Anyway, he's uh, he's doing some training, and then again, like it's just this weird back and forth training montage, um, afternoon dates with Barbie, cutting back and forth to him just walking through the forest with her, and then cutting back to him working out with the monk. Um, it's just it's kind of weird, but you know, the the monk striking at the camera with the Cali sticks. Oh my fuck, dude. It's so fucking funny. I can't even explain to you how funny I found that. (laughs) It's so, it's so meta. And it's so, like, it's POV James Barr 
Yes. So this dude is looking straight down the barrel of the camera, swinging these two Cali sticks. Yep. And he's never swung Cali sticks before because he, he doesn't know not. what the fuck he's doing. Yep. And he's got his nicotine-stained fucking mustache. <laughs> and he's just swinging them around. It is it, – it, like, I fucking burst out laughing at that too, man. It's like, awesome. It was funny. It's so fucking funny. Now, though, we get uh, a couple of those – I think it's – is it? The, it's not the two yahoos from the supermarket in the beginning, is it? It's yeah. I think the two yahoos from the supermarket in the beginning are now hanging out in the woods and just happen to stumble upon uh, Jimmy doing kata in the woods by himself. Now they're very close to Jimmy, and they yes, can they see Jimmy clearly, but Jimmy does not see them in any way, shape, or form. Even though. <laughs> that guy is six foot eight and he's behind a two foot berm. <laughs> Jimmy does not see him. He does which can not. explain why the monk can sneak up on him so easily, I guess. He's not situationally aware, as they say. No. But now these guys, these two guys that just saw Jimmy in the woods, go back to Mikey, who is on a child's stage having a smoke and a pancake or a bung and a blintz or whatever he's having here. And these guys come yeah. in and tell Mikey that they have seen James Bennett at home and working out. I think they tell him that he's going into the tournament or something, or he's training for the tournament. Yeah, he's training with the monk. Yeah. The mad monk or something like that, they call him. And that one henchman with the the, the newsy hat on, with the, with the goatee, yeah. like, yeah. awful yeah. actor. I love the dude. He's an awful actor. Yeah. He's a terrible actor. He's got that gap between his teeth, like baby got gap, and he's got that little, like you said, a little newsy cap. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, he's a terrible actor, but that's all right. That's all right. It's all good. So now we cut to Jamie, uh, Jimmy and Barbie here having a picnic in a field. And yeah. <laughs> this scene is fucking She's crazy. She's awkwardly feeding him strawberries. She is awkwardly feeding him strawberries. And then he's like, hey, why don't you close your eyes? And she closes her eyes, and he holds a flower up like he's going to... He, like, puts it on her mouth or something. But then we hear, wah, 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 wah. And these dirt bikes come up the road. And as her eyes are closed, he just puts the flower down and completely fucks off and leaves her there. Yeah. Yeah. Like Batman. Like, he's just gone. Very. Yeah, he is, he is very Batman. She opens her eyes and then just can't act. She kind of looks around a little bit for him. And then she just picks up the flower and sniffs it and that's 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 enough of her like okay. we cut away from her but i need now to we got the bikes i need to point this out because these three motorbikes are in the in the woods now right and we got a long shot of jimmy and barbie and they were having a picnic beside the river correct yes okay so now james is running through the woods blah 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 he comes up and does that swing around the tree and kicks that one fucking dude off the bike that was a good move. Good move. Credit where it's due. That was kind of cool. I dug that. He takes homeboy's motorbike, I think, or he runs through the woods a little more, I guess. I think he gets a motorbike at some point. But my point is, they go here, and Jimmy, I think he, he sees a guy with a gun or something, and he, he cracks this dude. Anyway, they end up at one point here. Uh, she is now having a picnic or lying on the blanket, but she's right beside a fucking dirt road. Is that where this happens? Because he takes the... Jimmy takes the motorbike. Yes, Jimmy takes the motorbike. Because this is an amazing scene, because he takes Buddy's gun 
takes his motorbike, to- tosses his helmet, fuck you. The other guys come back. So now Jimmy has one motorbike and there's two other guys on dirt bikes terrassing through the Irish countryside. Yeah. And what's her face? Barbie is now here, but now she's literally on the side of a fucking dirt road. And Jimmy's like, come on! And (laughs) she she gets up and gets on his dirt bike and fucks off. Like, where's the river? Well, a lot of it doesn't make sense because even when they come tearing up the road when they're having their picnic, he runs, like, I don't know, like five seconds and he's already fighting these guys and ripping around the dirt bikes. Like, she would hear the dirt bikes. Oh, yeah. Because they're literally, like, 25 feet away from her. So I thought that was kind of weird, but... This seems now ridiculous. we get the Mercedes showing up, and now we have dirt bike versus uh, Mercedes, which is pretty dope. Well, he drives at the Mercedes like playing chicken. These guys are hanging out. Jimmy jumps up and stands on the seat of the bike and then stands up with both hands on the gun and is shooting at these guys in the Mercedes coming at him. Yeah, which is pretty... Well, it makes no sense, but he literally is driving the motorcycle, jumps up, stands on the seat. He's got the pistol, two hands, and he's firing and accurately driving the motorcycle still and and shooting these guys, which is pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. The Mercedes crashes, the dirt there's a dirt bike that like almost crashes and then he lays it down gently. <laughs> yeah, cuz he didn't want to scratch it up but these guys pull up it's pretty awesome like these guys pull up to uh barbie and basically uh stops a guy pulls out a shotgun and just motions get on the back of the bike she gets on the bike and they and they fuck off it was actually a pretty good like it was a pretty good shot it was it wasn't bad it was a pretty it was a pretty good shot for like a handy cam and no budget like you have to give them credit like they stopped the bikes right in frame it was good yep it wasn't bad and this shot, too, where they take her to Mikey in the trailer here, and they bring her in, and they've got Mikey sitting down, and they're kind of shooting her up from where he is. So I actually didn't mind that either, although Mikey grabs her by the face and throws her onto the little hide-a-bed inside the trailer. Yeah, well, yeah, they do like they do a couple of like little Dutch angles and stuff like that. I think they might have been getting a little bit more comfortable as the film went along, or yep. maybe they got some sort of film student to 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 jump in and they and did not help out because they were probably no. <laughs> <they were probably laughs> i'm gonna ixnay that right on. now nope they sure yeah. didn't <laughs> no that wasn't the dutch angle the tripod wasn't steady <laughs> like the tripod exactly short two inches on one side okay well maybe <laughs> but maybe it was just a happy accident but it's worked out it's uh it's not bad but we get this uh next scene where uh you know, Jimmy goes into the woods and he starts kicking these guys and he's doing some very Van Damme like uh, moves on them. It's not it's not bad. He it's comes not terrible. In and and throws a couple of kicks. They're in the woods and it's like just past magic hour, possibly because it's really dark. It's and they don't have dark. lights. So yeah. you can't again, you can't fault these guys. But at the same time, like it's really, really underexposed. You have a hard time seeing uh, the action but for some reason these guys take barbie into the woods james shows up starts kicking the shit out of them but then for some reason the monk is also there fighting the bad guys like yeah like, well i think the bad guys he, like how, how did he get there isn't Bar- like barbie i think barbie is still at the trailer and the guys went to kick the fuck out of the monk and kidnap him 
Oh, that's what it was. Because okay. they don't want they don't want James in the tournament. Because because they try to fuck the monk up. James comes in and fucks those dudes up. And then James and the monk are sitting beside this little campfire. This is dude, I was crying, I was laughing so hard dude, because yes. He pulls yes. out this little slip of paper, the monk, and he opens it up and it's supposed to say lose or else. Yes. But they wrote loose or else. Yes. <laughs> yes. On the piece of paper. <laughs> which which honestly oh these bad guys probably would do. Yes. But I like how they didn't do it. They I like how they didn't do an extra take because the monk opens it up and it's fucking upside down. Yep. And then he flips it around and it says loose or else. <laughs> and like Barbie's kidnapped. And he's like, I don't know what to do. Barbie's kidnapped. And the monk turns and says, you must win the tournament. And he's just like, well, my fucking girl, like, I don't give a shit about the tournament. Like, my girlfriend, I got I to gotta get her back. And he's like, no, if you win the tournament, uh, we'll find Barbie. You just, you just win the tournament. And then we have uh, him walking again and having a flashback. And then it gets to, like, he's having a flashback of stuff we've not seen. Which yep. is pretty fucking awesome. Like stuff that stuff that we haven't seen. Like he's having a flashback with them having sex yep. in like a really dark room. And it and it's pretty awkward, dude. Like it's and the, dude it's pretty awkward. Okay. We have to talk about the song. Um Oh yeah. Because this, this song is fucking amazing. And when yeah. she smiles. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. There's flashbacks it's, of shit we've just seen, like a couple of scenes ago, intercut like in with the shit last we've never scene. seen. Yeah, yeah, with shit we've never seen, and it's kind of like a, a a cross between like Stan Bush and the Pogues. Yes, right, like yeah. the, the music. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying that even to be insulting. I'm just trying to give you the give you the kind of vibe that you, you're you're getting from this. <laughs> yeah, and then when they do the whole thing, it just basically cuts to him angrily standing in the middle of the road, and he just raises his head and angrily takes four steps forwards walking past the camera into the camera yeah like literally into the camera and dude it's amazing like it's it's just it's yeah. so dog shit that it becomes artistic do yes. you know, like does <laughs> yeah. that actually make sense i hate it's you like, but goddamn i respect the shit out of you goddamn i respect <laughs> the shit out of you man and then we get the monk the monk with fucking slow motion point of view. Fire I think he's got like plastic Sobeys bags, like burning, <laughs> like zip, zip, zip bombs on the end of these sticks. And he's, he's basically swinging them. And while he's swinging them, dude, like pieces of the fucking accelerant or the plastic are melting and like landing on the ground. <laughs> yeah, they are. And James Bennett is fucking shirtless. Yep. And like, honestly, I was like, this is fucking dangerous when I'm watching it. Cause like the plastic I think it's plastic. It's melting and dripping on the ground and still burning like napalm. Yep. And he is fucking swinging them around James Bennett, who's ducking and jumping these sticks as this accelerant is flying everywhere. And he is legit shirtless. Like, yep. that was a fucking dangerous, like, dude, that was fucking seriously dangerous and very entertaining. I thought it was awesome. Look, man, I'll tell you, I traveled in Thailand for a month. And at one point I was staying on this beach for, for a week and I met this guy and I, I told him that I knew how to do devil sticks because we were chatting about stuff like that. And he was like, oh, you should be in our fire show. 
And I was like, oh, that'd be fun. Not thinking. So then at night, a bunch of us go down on the beach. There's like four of us. And they take fucking cloth and soak it in kerosene and wrap it around the end of the devil sticks. And I didn't think about it because I'm an asshole and all these tourists are there and I'm starting to do my devil sticks with this shit on fire and like that little bits of fucking kerosene are flying off and landing on my bare feet and (laughs) I can vouch for the fact that that shit hurts and so kudos to James for sticking in character as much as he did there and uh, because goddamn that's that's crazy you know that to this day that motherfucker still has back scars from that scene. <laughs> yep. Like <laughs> he sure does. Yeah, cuz that shit was that shit was legit melting. But we do another little montage with him after that like he's kicking a tree. Now Van Dam kicked a fucking rubber tree in Kickboxer. Yep. But James Bennett is kicking like a fucking maple or a fucking <laughs> like a, spruce like or, a hardwood birch tree or some shit like a pole, like, yeah like a birch tree like a hardwood tree yeah not a spruce but yeah he's kicking like a hardwood tree and he's kicking it hard oh infinitely more impressive than a rubber tree by the way yeah infinitely and then he just picks up a stump and throws it like like <laughs> it's just like he just goes raw and picks up a stump and, and throws a stump in anger again like the shots just hang on too long but fuck it man it's it's amazing this is crazy because now we cut to the scene the the plane lands and seagull comes back from wherever the fuck he was china or something yeah the big giant the big giant guy that's uh goes into the tournament for old man mclaughlin or whatever his name is but then we cut to the the opening of the tournament and this crazy drunk red-faced monk is like ah the Beltane tournament there are no rules yeah all right match yes, one there are no rules yeah and we're in some fucking dungeons and dragons castle and uh the american has to fight somebody we get a pretty goddamn legit backbreaker here where the guy the american picks this dude up and drops him across his knee and i think he hurt that dude that dude is buried somewhere in that castle because he (laughs) drops the he drops the backbreaker and you're like shit that looked that looked pretty fucking good looked pretty real i mean i think these guys these guys are probably like classmates at his Kempo school. I would assume so, yeah. That are all showing up. And there's one dude, man, that comes in, this like fucking skinny kid, and he does some impressive kicks, but then the camera's just pointing at him and dude looks so awkward. Yep. Like he's he's standing there like a mannequin that only knows the emotion of fear, but he's doing <laughs> his best to hide it. He's just standing there. It's a it's a ridiculous shot that just kind of ends his really good action shot. But you know, it's it's uh, the the fighting's not bad. Like the lighting is piss poor. Yeah, but you have to appreciate the fact that they're actually at a castle and there's literally like fucking sconces. Yeah, like with burning like burning like, sconces. Fire, actual fire, like actual fire. It's lit really poorly because. Like you've got this fire in the in the background, um, I mean, but I'm not even like saying it to make fun of it. Like, it's a nice it's a nice set. They just didn't have any money to, they didn't have any money to make it look more impressive. Yeah, if if that makes sense. Like, it is pretty cool. Bennett has some good kicks here. The next, actually, the next fight with that big seagull guy against that little kid, the little guy. Yeah, the little guy has some really good kicks to start that fight with. Yeah, really good kicks. Really good kicks, and then Seagull fucking pounds the shit out of him. There's a girl in the tournament, the redheaded, the curly red-haired girl. Yeah. 
she's in there throwing down. We get a, a just just a smattering of cuts from different fights here. Some of it is sloppy as hell. Some of it's not bad. Some of it's not bad. I mean, these guys aren't these guys aren't rehearsing, right? I mean, these guys are like, listen, I get off work at five. I can be there for six, but I gotta pick my kid up at eight. Like, and, you know, and that's that's like indie filmmaking anyway, right? Yeah. Like, that's just the, the the nature of it. Like for you know anybody who works in the indie film, like you don't have you don't have the luxury to to do it. Like you're shooting nights and weekends, and you're shooting with whoever shows up. And yep. you know they they put this together. But James Bennett actually has like he showcases himself quite well for he does. like a, sh- a shit low budget film. And they they do some editing where he throws like a wheel kick, and then they'll like show it three times yep. again like a like a van damme quick edit like whack whack whack, 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 whack. yeah i mean I, I i mean i can't fault it like i really can't fault that tournament scene no like, listen man for for a resume film that you did on your own with no money and your friends look man the the fucking proof is in the pudding the guy's working in the industry now it has been for 20 years or whatever it is yeah you know so i, yeah. I can't so. fuck with the guy He's been doing great. He has a no. school in Hollywood, and he's worked with all the people he wanted to work with. Like, fucking win, win, win. Yeah, like, this dude's this dude's a fucking inspiration. Absolutely. So, a couple of good edits there. Like you said, the sidekick three times, and then he does a, I think it's a wheel kick or something he does three times. But now we cut mm. back to the, um, I think this is the trailer where Mikey's at, and the two thugs are watching Barbie here. And they're playing poker and yeah. being assholes and just intimidating her and smacking her around a bit because they're fucking dickheads. But, uh... James now, they cut back to James here in The Monk, and he's like, tell me about my father. Yeah. And the he's trying to get information because his dad used to be one of the monks or train with the monks or whatever the hell it is. And, uh, man, this monk's beard, first of all, is fucking still, it's epic. It's epic as shit. It's fucking gray, and then he's he's got, like, long brown hair that looks like a wig. You it know does what I mean? look like a wig. I yes. Don't, I don't think it's a wig. But I think he went to the barber and asked them to cut it like a wig. Do you know? Do you know what that like? Could you make this look like it's not my hair? Yeah, yeah. And there is there is legit back at the castle. There is a monk that has like I think he's got legit seriously gin blossoms. Yes, like because this guy's face is red as fuck. Well, this and that's this the guy monk, that started the tournament. Yes, this monk has been drunk his whole life. Just like the other monk has chain smoked his yes. whole life, this monk has been pickled. Oh like, my god, for a long time. These are the vice monks. The vice monks. Right? Like one smoker monk and one's drinking monk. There's got to be a sex oh monk somewhere. God. Right? There's a yeah, drug just, monk just... somewhere. Jacking off under his hat. There's a masturbation the monk, right? Like there's <laughs> yeah, the every vice you could have. Monk. Yeah. They have a monk yeah. for yeah, there's a monk. Oh man, like vice monks. Like we're talking about indie films. We're talking about wanting to make our own. Like we critique martial arts films. We talk about making our own. Yep. We talked about Ninja Cop, but I think Vice Monks is another one. To I put think in Vice the Monks is going to be in Candace. there somewhere. Yeah, Vice Monks has got to be in the uh, in the potential runnings for our martial <laughs> arts indie film. I would watch Vice Monks. <laughs> yeah, Vice Monks is is dope. So now we get a couple of good shots here. A good fight. Where the guy walks over the opponent that he just fucking beat, <laughs> steps yeah. over him, and then this other guy who throws the shittiest punches ever into I think it's Seagull's stomach, and Seagull picks him up and headbutts him to death. To yeah, the, to the uh, yeah. the silenced crowd. 
I, and I love this fight between the American and the little guy. Because every single fight, legitimately, that one monk walks up between the guys and goes, there are no rules. And then leaves. Yeah, like, That's the only instruction. Like, a lot. Like, every fight, there are no rules. Like, yeah, we got that the first 28 times. Yeah, he he beats that uh, he beats that skinny kid. Seagull beats that skinny kid down. Oh, quick! And he even even when he's laying there dead because he was the guy that looked awkward after his first match. Yes, even laying there dead, somehow his corpse looks awkward. <laughs> like he feels he's dead, but his corpse still feels uncomfortable being on camera. Yep. Yeah, he doesn't want to be there, even though he's his life force has left him. <laughs> yeah yeah and i love the the next fight with bennett and the guy yes where he knocks the guy out and then he does the little i'm super honorable i'm going to fucking put my prayer hands together and bow to you and then as he's leaving the guy gets yeah. up and attacks him and bennett just breaks his arm and kicks him into the fucking hay and like... <laughs> bennett bennett does the van damme elbow um he looks he looks like van damme like facial expressions uh when he drives that elbow in there like he's he's emulating van damme and he's doing it quite well like he's doing his he, best van damme impression yes he is a van damme cover band yes that's pretty good van damage that's pretty good van damage that's it van damme <laughs> that's beautiful that is I what he's it. doing so, yeah, we have another fight here. Bennett does a couple of different fights. The room is so fucking filled with actual real smoke from all the, the shit on the walls actually burning. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. it's just the whole room's filled with smoke. Like, I'm these guys are coughing and hacking, I'm sure. Yeah, the room is filled with smoke because they have real sconces <laughs> on the filthy, filthy castle walls. They're probably not even allowed to burn those. They're just like, hey, this is a historical site, you assholes. <laughs> you guys are why are you here? Yeah. This is the, the historical home of the Vice Monks. Titty. Yeah, the Vice Monks. <laughs> we get a nice little, uh, again, credit where it's due with uh, James Bennett's little fight here. He's got a nice little triple punch wheel kick, the Van Damme split kick thing. Yeah. Yeah, There's a nice good. little sequence here. And then we get Seagull and this big, fat, tank-top, wife-beater-wearing dude. He looks like Tank Abbott. Like, he kind of does, you know. eh? Yeah, and that's like that's not an insult. I'm just kind of... No, that's... He, he's, he kind of reminds like. me of Tank Abbott. He's just kind of big and smacking around. And there's a pretty fucking solid nut kick that I think was unplanned. Like unplanned. he comes running at this yeah. guy, and I think it's an unplanned nut kick because he drives it up, and it's just like, wow, that looks like it made contact, boys. Because I saw the fucking <laughs> dust. Because <laughs> he's wearing black jeans, and you can kind of see the dust fly off. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty dope. This guy, this uh, I think it's Seagull that he's fighting. Seagull, like initially, the guy with the tank top runs at him, and Seagull does this like picks him up and does like a back body drop to him and i think that shit was real yeah and he does like yeah, a, there's a there's a couple yeah he does like an inside crescent kick to his face later and i think he kicked him in the face yeah i i think this was a real fight like like a couple yeah. of the extras were just deciding who was going to be in the final fight against james bennett yep and they just were like fuck you well fuck you fuck we'll you fight too. for it and they just they just let the cameras roll yep this dude <laughs> spits out some teeth i think there is actual teeth yeah and then he breaks this, whatever it is, like a one by four in half. Yeah. 
And uh, Seagull just ends up elbowing him in the face, and that's a wrap. I think he picks up, like, like a piece of strapping. Like, the, <laughs> like yeah. the least effective piece of wood that one could have is, like, balsa wood strapping. <laughs> and that's what he picks up. But... We get our final fight with the with the dude in black against James Bennett. Now James Bennett obviously knows what he's doing because at this point, while everybody else was fighting, he was out back doing push ups and getting baby oil. Yeah, because he comes out looking <laughs> fucking jack, like slick, so much son. more jack than he did in the last scene. Like this could have been like a couple of months later, and he was really working on his cardio. Yep, because he looks more jacked in this fight than his last fight, but. How did they do the pickup? Like, I know they have no money, but big dude grabs him by the neck and lifts him off the ground. How did they do that shot, do you think? I don't know. What I think is probably they got Seagull to grab James by the neck and then squat down. And I think they just got the cameraman to squat down in time with Seagull. So it it's, yeah, okay. it's like a reverse shot, sort of, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Where instead of lifting James, they dropped Seagull. It it looked good, man. It did look like, good. It actually yeah. looked good. It, it looked like a good... This film has one special effect. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it worked. Like, it worked. Then we get the weird-ass fucking flashback. James is, like, almost knocked out, and he's doing a bad job at acting that he is knocked out. And we get a flashback of his father being murdered. By old man McLaughlin with the sword. And then we cut back... To James doing the Hulk Hogan, I'm going to come back. And the monk in the crowd saying, fatal deviation. Fatal deviation. deviation. Like, you have to do the fatal Fatal. deviation move to beat this guy to win the tournament. But what what is the fucking fatal deviation? I don't know. Like, they they deviated from a good film. (laughs) That's the only thing that... But yeah, he's just like, fatal deviation, fatal deviation, fatal deviation... And then he jumps up, does a really good Van Damme 360 helicopter kick, wins the match, and dude, he fucking jumps over a guy in the crowd and runs off. Yep. Sure does. That was awesome. Like, that was really, that was fucking very impressive. It was pretty good. And then he's getting a little... He legit did it. Oh, he totally did it. And then we get a weird little crisscrossy run around through this castle, and the thugs are going to call and say that James did not follow the plan, did not loose the tournament as he was supposed to, so they would Yes, he hurt. did not loose it. He did not loose the tournament, so they were going to hurt Barbie. But he intercepts the phone call, everything's fine, and then we cut to the weirdest fucking scene in the movie. Sorry, I just have to go back before we go on there, because just before we cut to the really weird part... It's the most 90s fucking thing in the world because this guy pulls out a <laughs> fucking Motorola yep. flip phone, right? Yep. And James Bennett does a goddamn, like, Shawn Michaels super kick type move, right? Yep. Fucking knocks the phone up into the air. So there's a shot of the phone flying through the air. Then it cuts to James Bennett, who beats the fuck out of two guys. <laughs> and yep. then reaches out and catches the phone before it hits the fucking ground and and starts talking like it's something the fucking rock would do yep um i thought it was bad i thought it was badass he says everything's Everything's fine here fine here and then he runs off and then we get the fucking weird scene so describe what the fuck this is because i still don't know i i don't know so we cut then to i'm thinking this is the trailer where barbie's being held and a guy comes out wearing a cowboy hat and black speedos and a gun holster. 
Yeah. And cowboy boots. Yeah. And he walks out of the trailer over to a bathtub that is over a fucking campfire, what is colloquially known as a hillbilly hot tub. Yes. And he walks over and he takes his fucking Speedos off so he is bare ass, dick in the wind, and he steps into the hot tub. And that is a wrap. Yeah. I don't know why. I know. It's... Actually, I know why. That guy's name is Justin Harmon. He's a producer of the film. So I assume he just wanted his cock and balls in the movie. Yes. But, dude. He must be Vice Monk of voyeurism. <laughs> um, <laughs> he is the voyeuristic Because it's Vice fucking Monk. weird. Yes. But then we have a very realistic fucking car crash. Oh, um, for a reason. <laughs> he gets he gets in the car and is fucking tearing down this back country road. Yep. And the fucking car loses control and just flips and rolls. And yep. I'm like, fuck, I think that's James Bennett is in that car. That looked really fucking real. And then it was later revealed to me by you that... <laughs> surprise, surprise. That was not supposed to happen. That was a real car accident. <laughs> James Bennett he was not supposed to crash flipped. that car. He was supposed he to tear ass down the country it. road. <laughs> yeah, tear ass down the country road. And he fucking flips the car. And then they have... And listen, they kept it in and they played on their strengths because they have him running towards camera in slow motion yep. as the car explodes and he jumps. And it's the worst fucking overlay explosion effect that you could possibly do. It's awful. It's, yeah. it's dog shit, but it is what it is. But I'll tell you. But dude. Yeah. This, they go here now and he is now fighting off the guards around Barbie's trailer. He's got a gun. He's shooting. He goes up to the top of this. Like, this is clearly like some gravel yard fucking quarry type thing. And he goes yeah, up. Yeah, like and, raw deal. Yeah. And he goes up and grabs a guy off the top of the quarry and throws him down and does his little Arnold line, enjoy the slide. And the guy slides down the fucking hill. Yes. He jumps down the hill and as he slides down on his back, he shoots up. And a, it's actually a nice little squib shot in the guy's chest and he falls back. Pretty good. Yeah, it's like, and even the point of view from the guy as he's sliding down the hill, it yes. was it was good, not bad. Like it was really good. Like this last part of the film is really technically it's the best part of the film. Yeah, and I think they might have filmed this last, but the um, just because he seems a lot more comfortable on camera and a lot more comfortable on screen, and the choreography is actually quite a bit better in this scene than it is throughout the uh previous parts of the film like, yeah it's not he's bad. doing some really good kicks they're framed up like they're framed up better than they were at the beginning of the film yep it's it's not too shabby at all man no it's not bad these guys are you know the henchmen are shooting i love that the guns don't have any kick to them like james is actually letting his handgun have oh more kick than a fucking double barrel shotgun has it's amazing everybody's everybody's doing the kick and they're overselling it just a little too much yep. which is awesome I love I love that James comes out here and he's got the gun and the last henchman comes out with Barbie and he's holding her with his right hand and he's got the gun in his left hand but his yes. gun is like bent at yes. the wrist in this fucking weird angle like he's trying to keep the gun yeah. on Barbie it's so funny dude because yeah. it's such a fucked up angle <laughs> but yeah, it is completely fucked up but to be fair he gets out here and he says put the gun down and James puts the gun down, and then Barbie stomps on the dude's foot. James drops and shoots the guy, and there's a good little squib pop in the front and a blood spatter that behind squib, him. That, yeah, 
That was pretty good. Pretty like, good, that man. Was, like that was. I'll tell you, for a, for an independent zero budget movie, I, I'm not complaining. Yeah. I'm really not. No, no, the squib was good. So now Mikey Mikey shows up here, and he puts the gun on James and smacks Barbie around. And James does. I love it the way the he does head his headbutt. Head the headbutt when he goes, yeah. <laughs> smashes yeah. his head, yeah. and then and snaps his, his neck. Fucking, Quack. <laughs> his teeth are grit. Like his teeth are grit when he does that. He's like, bang. Like it was, it was, it was decent. It's the same as back in the bar fight scene when he goes, "Come on!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on! It's fucking but awesome because this. Because this movie has no budget, he's on his ninth picnic with Barbie at the end of the film. He like, is. That's that's all the money they've got. But now it's crazy because they're on the picnic and they go to actually kiss yeah. and Barbie closes her eyes and then her eyes open and she goes, oh, and old man McLaughlin has an over under shotgun pointed at James's head and James's eyes yes. are like, whoa. His eyes is just so bad. Like, he's just like, bruh. And old man McLaughlin says, you killed my son. Now I'm going to kill you. (laughs) Just like I killed your... No, no, he goes, you killed my son, and now I'm going to kill you just like I killed your father. Just like I killed your father, yeah. And then James grabs the shotgun, knocks old man McLaughlin down, and says... You killed my father. You killed my now father. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. Boom! Just Shoots like him. I end killed, of movie. Just like I killed your son. Just like oh I killed your God, son. Yeah. Boom! End yeah. of movie. And that's it. That's yeah. the fucking yeah. end of the movie. There's like the, the, the Jackie the Chan wannabe outtakes of the movie at the end yes. here. But that's the end. Like after this, we get the, the outtakes of people fixing up the supermarket from the two fucking yahoos trashing it. Yeah. Fixing the, <laughs> fixing the damage they've done. Yeah. And resetting like, shit. They and, probably had to. Oh, they probably had to pay for all those vegetables they knocked over. Like, oh, 100%. again, like the whole film, the whole film, like especially like the the supermarket and the bar. Like, okay, you guys can film here your martial arts movie, but you can't fucking trash my bar. Do not fuck with the uh, pool table or anything <laughs> like that. So they're basically fighting around the environment, which is which is pretty funny. It's insane, buddy. This fucking movie is amazing. Like. As yeah. dog shit as it is, and it is, I, I have mad respect yeah. for this dude. Mad respect. Yeah, like this this is my like I have to say, this is my favorite zero budget film. Like yeah. I actually really had a good time watching it. I laughed my ass off. You can see that this guy actually has a lot of skills, yep. like as a martial arts actor, fighter, etc. Yep. But you can also tell that he has zero fucking experience and zero fucking money at this point. Yep. Which makes it entertaining, man. Again, like if we always say if it enhances our enjoyment of the film, we give it uh we give it a thumbs up and uh fuck man, here we are. Thumbs up, brother. Thumbs up. All right. Let's rock into the categories for 1998. Oh my god. Yeah, I forgot we Fatal. Got to do this deviation <laughs> what oh my you, god how I many even know how I, honestly i didn't even i didn't even usually i prepare for this but this film had me so fucking rattled like okay let's do it all right well how many fists out of five are you going to give this for music soundtrack and foley well it's fuck it's i'm gonna give it two fists out of five for music soundtrack and foley that song that's kind of like the half stan bush half <laughs> fucking the pose <laughs> like it 
out of context it's not a bad it's not a bad song like it's not like like here's a song it's like all right that that that's a song it's not like a fantastic one but it doesn't fit at all like no. it just doesn't fit none of the like, songs fit nothing nothing and about when she it fits. smiles and when she smiles she like it's also almost like an adam sandler parody song yes, where he yeah, would be exactly. singing like filthy lyrics yes she sucks my balls like it's that it's that type of, yep. of songs i'm gonna give it a two I mean, I, I I would probably give it a lower mark, but it actually made me fucking laugh, so it it boosted my enjoyment. So I'm going to go two fists out of five for soundtrack and Foley. I'll tell you, man, if you had asked me after my first viewing what I would give it, it would be really low. After my third viewing, I will give this three and a yeah. half fists yeah. out of five because oh, I laugh my fucking that balls is, off. The more I watch high. it, the yeah. higher my score is going to get. Like. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. It's fucking You only nuts. need to watch it one and a half more times to get to five. Like, that's this is going awesome, to be, dude. honestly, this and New York Ninja, which we just did, these are going to be my yeah. two, like, smoke a joint, watch these movies for the greatest night of all time with my friends. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. You're we not going to get this. a better night New than York. that. We should do New York Ninja... Miami connection and this some night. Oh, like, like, like a, a why why not the dog shit trilogy? Yeah, the dog shit trilogy. Like that I'm would down. be a fucking amazing marathon. Start at like five yeah, o'clock at night. Out. Yeah, and just watch the like have that as a as a projector night. You know, somewhere where we just bring some friends out and have a bunch of drinks and fucking laugh Fuck our balls yeah. off. Like you start with this one. And then you you know you put a brisket on, and then you fucking sit down and watch this one. By the time this one's done, you go get your brisket, have yep. a couple of beer, roll right into New York Ninja. Oh fuck yeah! Oh my god, yeah, this has sounded better and better. Wrap that shit right. up in Miami Connection at midnight. I'm down. I'm yes. down, son. All right, what are you gonna do for acting for this? Again, this one's really hard because nobody's an actor at this point. Like these are his friends and family. Yeah. that are in here, so it's complete. It's complete dog shit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give it one fist out of five for acting. But then at the same time, like I was laughing my ass off. Like like the guy that plays the old man is just like going, I don't pay you to scratch your arse. Like I fuck, love it. It's it's so hilarious. So yeah. the acting actually is a one fist out of five, but I'm gonna bump it to two and a half because I was fucking la- like Oh, no, but even fucking James Bennett, like there's moments where he fucking rolled, like turns and rolls his eyes and I burst out laughing and I rewind it and I watch it again. No, it's three and a half. Like, yeah, I know. Right. The fuck, more you like, watch it, the higher I the score gets. I literally am laughing my ass off at this film. Like I am, I am giggling joyfully when I'm watching this yep. and the acting technically is a one, but I'm giving it a three and a half. Cause I was fucking laughing my ass off. No, I'm, I'm in the same boat, dude, because again, technically I'm somewhere around a 0.5 fists out of five yeah. for acting, but I fucking love the more I watch it, the more I'm like, this is edging up on like a four. Like, cause I when, can't, when, I can't not look away. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? When that fucking hard cut, to the monk like directly behind James Bennett and he's field, just yes. like yeah in the field and he's just like what the fuck what the fuck like it's what the fuck like it's it's fucking amazing so Christ yeah 
it's it's weird, but yeah, I I fully support your uh, your score. That that is going to be my new meme. Instead of the one where Dwight's in the club and the girl's right behind him, he's like, "Fuck!" Like, yes, this is my new meme for that with the monk behind James Bennett. Fuck. <laughs> yes. Fuck. All right. What do you rank the martial arts out of fists? Out of five fists? Ah, oh, Christ. Well, basically, out of this movie, it's 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 basically a demo reel for yeah. for James Bennett. So let's just focus on James Bennett, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give it three fists out of five. I think that when he is in the tournament and in the final scene, I think uh, some of the moves that he does are really, really good. Yep. Uh, generally speaking, I know that this is part of acting, but like when he's doing his angry walk and his shoulders are rolled forward <laughs> and his ass is sticking out and he's just kind of clumsily lumbering down the road with, yeah. with his eyebrows furrowed. He's like a silverback gorilla in a pair of tight jeans. Like I'm awkward, yeah, but I'm yeah. big, but I can't, but I do, but I, <laughs> and, a, and, and, and a world gym fucking spaghetti strap <laughs> tank top. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just going to go three. I'm going to go three fifths out of five for martial arts. Uh, there's some stuff that in here is good and you know, like hats off to the dude for getting into the industry. So I'm going to go three fifths out of five for martial arts on this one. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like a, a while ago, I took this uh, Canadian geography course online. And one of the things, uh, one of the questions that the instructor said was uh, one of the questions, most of the students were in Alberta and I'm here in Ontario. And it was like, you know, does the highway system in Toronto actually work with respect to getting people in and out? And a lot of people said, no, it needs to be wide. It needs to be this. It needs to be that. And I remember saying, well, no, you have to evaluate it on. It does. It gets, you know, a million people in and out of the city every day. This movie's martial arts, yeah. while far from perfect, did exactly what fucking James Bennett wanted them to do. He's working in theater, in films now, in martial arts films. Yeah. With the biggest yeah. names. Like, the shit worked. So, yeah. as much as I think they're dog shit in most cases, his stuff, he had some good stuff in there. Some of the guys in the tournament had some decent moments. And bottom line, this fucking resume worked. So, I gotta give it at least three and a half fists out of five. Yeah. So, goddamn. Yeah, no, I can't, I can't I, believe I, I just said that. I, but yeah, it's, <laughs> but that, that that's the whole thing with this film. Like it's it's fucking glorious. Like yeah. you know, again, the the oftentimes when we do martial arts films, like we rank it on everything. Like you know, like we we gave Karate Kid uh, five out of five for martial arts, and the Karate Kid has piss poor martial arts. Yes, but we gave it five because. It wasn't just the martial arts on screen. It was how the martial arts changed these two characters yes. of Mr. Miyagi and Daniel and how Mr. Miyagi was distraught and uh, didn't have someone to pass his karate down to. He never had a son. Yep. And, you know, his life was torturous and he didn't deal with people because he lost his son. And Daniel now became his son. And Daniel didn't have a father that, you know, could teach him to fight. And, like, we're like, fuck, it's all in there. It all yep. just melds together. So martial arts is five out of five because it's so congruent and integral to the story. And this is kind of the same thing, man. Like, this is this guy wanted to do something and he goddamn well did it. And there should be more people in the world like James P. Bennett. Fuck yeah. Here, here. 
Would you put Sammo Hung in this movie to make it better? Fuck that. I love Sammo Hung, but <laughs> again, this movie is such fucking dog shit. Like, any moment Sammo's on the screen, he's going to steal everything, and yep. it would fuck up James Bennett's chances of making it in Hollywood because he would just be a background uh, character in his own film. So, yep. no disrespect to you, Sammo Hung. Uh, you should not be in this film. Okay, I've been thinking about this. This is perhaps... One of those extraordinarily rare films where Sammo Hung makes the movie worse and William Hung actually makes it better. Oh my God, I never even thought of William Hung in this capacity. Because I think the same thing. I would Uh, not put Sammo in this. I think he would make it worse. He would steal it away and it wouldn't work. Yes. But William Hung, if you put William Hung in place of the cigarette monk... And make him yes the cigarette vice monk who teaches James Bennett about fighting. Yes. Okay, now you've got my attention. Okay. Right? I actually, I, I see where you're going with this. I kind of like the cigarette monk just because he doesn't look like a monk. He looks like a beggar. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I think, I think if you put William Hung... Replace the old man with William Hung as the leader of the mafia oh. of some sort of competing Kempo school. I'm listening. I think that might work. I think that might work. And you could make him as kind of like an effete little villain kind of guy. Like, yes, oh, yes I'd like him to be. Yeah. yeah, like the translator in Way of the Dragon. Like, you yes. dress him like that, like 1960s, like with his gold lame shirt and his little red vest and his little tan hat. <laughs> And those big oversized glasses. And then, you know, he just walks up and he's like, hey, I don't pay you to stand around and scratch your arse or something like along those lines. I think William Hung could elevate this film. Let's put him. Let's put William Hung in this. Why don't you work for me? I love your stripy tank top. Keep that on. Yeah, keep it on. Like this yeah, that is just mincing hilarious. about, mincing about the glens of Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> oh this my is God. like '98. Like have him wear like a bush shirt or like you know Radiohead or some. Yeah, like up, a kid like... A shirt or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh fuck, that's awesome. Okay, man, who in this movie do you buy a beer? Oh, James Bennett. 100%. I yeah, would, there's I, no way. 100%. He gets all the beer for this. He gets all the beer. Like, if you're at the end of it, oh, man, hats off. If there was one beer, it would definitely, definitely go to uh, James Bennett for what he did with what he had uh, and then what he became on the other side. So, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I would give all the beer to James Bennett. If I had one extra, I would give it to the guy that he threw over that little half wall and hurt himself. Yeah, that guy that went over the half wall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You would give it to him. I would give it to the guy in the black pants that took the nut shot. Yeah. Like that, that, Fair enough. Fair enough. That was, that was an accidental nut shot. Or an on-purpose one, but it was full bore. Full, oh, it was full on. Full on. All right, man. That is a wrap on Ireland's fatal deviation from 1998. Coming up next... We are jumping ahead just a couple years to 2001, and we are moving back into our slightly higher budget (laughs) movies. This is going back into the realm of Jet Li, and we're jumping on The One. Oh my god, yes. Okay, this is good. I'm looking forward to this, because you and I saw this together in the theater 
uh, when it came out. We saw it in Bedford together. Yeah, man. Bedford Cineplex. This was good. I'm looking forward to going back because I don't really remember this one very much, but I'm really excited to go back and hit it again. He plays two roles. I... He more than dual roles. Oh, is it um, more than that? If I remember correctly, his name's Johnny Ulaw, and he uh, travels to the infinite number of parallel universes, killing himself because every time he kills a version of himself, he becomes stronger. And right. so he kills everybody, and he's the one who then he becomes like Superman God. It's like him. Highlander, except it's only him. Yeah, yeah, it's like it actually is fucking Highlander, but he's just going to different universes, <laughs> killing himself over and over again. Yeah, that's what it is. But I think I haven't seen it since we saw it, and I, th- I think his name's Johnny Ulaw, like, something like which that, which is a stupid name. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. I haven't seen it since we saw it together in theaters. So first movie of the um, new year, can't wait. Jet Li from 2001 in the One. Coming up next on You Have Offended This Podcast. <laughs> Oh! <laughs>